Hey there, friends, and welcome to this surprise bonus episode of Make It Magical. Now, if you haven't been listening to the show from the very beginning, you probably have picked up on me saying many times how I would love to make you, the listeners, part of the show and have your voices heard with your many Disney stories. What has always made Disney so special to me is that every person has different memories, connections, and reasons for why Disney holds such a special place in their heart. I honestly always felt a little weird growing up and as if I didn't belong because my love for Disney, to put it very mildly, was an obsession. Most people didn't really understand me or They just weren't on my level of Disney fandom, and I just couldn't really relate to anybody. Now, to this day, I am proud to call myself a Disney nerd and say it loud and proud to the entire world. But I want everyone here to feel like they aren't so alone because I have definitely felt that way. And I really encourage you to share your Disney stories with me too. (laughs) <laughs> I, you probably have gathered from the show that I like to weave together both facts with also my opinions and my experiences because that's what makes Disney so much fun to me. Everyone has a unique experience when it comes to Disney and that's what makes this community so much fun. Well, the time has come because today marks the first ever Make It Magical Listener Stories episode. Woot woot. As long as you keep sending me stories, I will gladly pump out these extra episodes for you. Now, it's not uncommon for podcasts to do these kind of mini episodes, but here at Make It Magical, everything, of course, has to be centered around Disney. So these aren't just any ordinary mini-sodes. They are... M-I-N-N-I-E, so's, mini so's. <laughs> I take a lot of pride in coming up with that. <laughs> All of these stories are in fact from Instagram followers, so thank you to everyone that did reach out. I'm honestly having such a blast <laughs> interacting with all of you there. I just have a few stories to share with you today, but hopefully I'll start getting some more hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) And maybe this episode today will kind of give you a better idea about, you know, what kind of stories to share with me because I have a little bit of everything. Let's get started. You might need a little bit of context for this first story. I released an episode a few weeks back where I talked all about the Disneyland cats. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, pause this, go back and listen to episodes 10 and 11. It's a two-part series where I discuss secrets of the Disney parks. Actually, episode 11 is where I go in depth on the Disney cats, but I suggest you listen to both parts. Do that and come right on back here, okay? (laughs) Anyways, in that episode, I specifically bring up the one cat named Francisco and how he is for sure one of the cats that I have seen over in the Grizzly Peak area of Disney's California Adventure Park. After releasing the episode, though, I posted some photos on my Instagram story of Francisco the cat. And this is where this first story for today comes into play. 
one of my followers, Courtney, hey Courtney, <laughs> who by the way is a former cast member at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Well, she saw these photos of Francisco and she messaged me and I asked her if it was okay for me to share this with everybody. So this is what she said. This little guy is so old. He actually has two names. Prior to the revamp of Disney's California Adventure, his home was located by the Zephyr train. Okay, let me pause that right there. So just to give a little more context on what this Zephyr train was. As part of the expansion of Disney's California Adventure Park, the main entrance area was changed. It used to be completely different. It was, um, I think, called like Sunshine Plaza, and they transformed it into Buena Vista Street. The original entrance had a completely different look to it, and there used to be a cab of the California Zephyr train, and it served as a location for these places called Burbank Ice Cream and Bakersfield Bakery. It has since been donated, this little cab, it was donated to the Western Pacific Railroad Museum in Portola, California. And actually, this whole train was there on opening day of the park. Its final day of operation was July 31st, 2011. From there, that's when this whole transformation began to take place. The Zephyr train was actually a very cool feature of the original California Adventure, so definitely go look at some pictures of it. Now that we have a little background on the Zephyr train, let's go back to Courtney's story. So again, she said that Francisco, he originally had his home located in the Zephyr train. Cast members actually originally called him Chewy. <laughs> when construction started, they relocated his home to Grizzly Peak, and I think that's when we all started calling him Francisco to honor his original home. When I would open Soaring Over California in the mornings, he was always hanging out in the back, probably hunting. <laughs> Just to refresh your minds, in episode 11, I also talked about how cast members would be able to adopt cats that became too social. Well, Courtney gave me some more, more information and told me that also for horses that retired, cast members would be given the option to adopt them as well. So very cool. I had no idea about the horses. And Courtney, I really appreciate you giving me all this info. I am such a nerd for hearing these kind of little behind the scenes stories of being a cast member. Okay, so good tip here, people. If you are a cast member, these are for sure the kinds of stories I would love to share on the show. Thank you so much, Courtney. And stemming off of this, my good friend Johnny from the DMSW podcast, he told me a very cool little story about how he took his son very recently to the Disneyland Resort for the first time. He said, we stopped in the Grizzly River Run area on our trip and we're just checking out the ride and the view, and some lady came up to me and said, do you see that cat over there? And she pointed out a cat that looked very similar to the one from this pic. So he's referencing the picture of Francisco that I put on my Instagram. She said the cats can be seen sleeping during the day all over the grizzly area. It was super cool to see in person because I've heard this cat secret before. So it's cool when you can see the truth in person. 
Couldn't agree more, Johnny. <laughs> I really enjoyed you sharing this little bit of your Disney trip with me. It's honestly the most exciting moment when you finally see one of those Disneyland cats for the first time. In my episode, I did mention that I honestly thought this was almost like a Disney urban legend or a myth for the longest time because it just seems so wacky and just you don't hear about, oh, there's there's cats located in a theme park. Like that sounds made up, but they're actually there. And honestly, you kind of have to be looking for them because just like Johnny said, a woman had to point it out to him. And if she didn't, he probably wouldn't have seen Francisco. So you kind of almost have to have your eyes peeled, be looking out for them in order to spot one of those very famous Disney cats. So huge thank you to Courtney for all of that wonderful information and the fact that Francisco's name used to be Chewy is just the cutest thing in the world. And big thank you to Johnny. I love hearing that you finally saw your first Disney cat. Next story comes from a very special follower on Instagram. Her name is Stephanie. She's been such a great support to the show. I'm so thankful for all the kindness you've shown me. So here is Stephanie's story. I got engaged at Galaxy's Edge. My fiance said he wanted to go to the edge of the galaxy with his fiance. I told him whenever we got engaged, I had one request that it was on video so I could watch it back forever. So he asked some random kid at the parks. He was planning on doing it in front of Haunted Mansion and in parentheses, she says, my favorite. (laughs) But we weren't at Magic Kingdom for another day. He already almost let it slip. Someone asked him if he wanted a free Mickey pretzel at the end of the night, and they asked if anyone was with him. And he said, oh, just my fian girlfriend. (laughs) So... So he decided he needed to ask me ASAP before he ruined it. I got so nervous. People were staring. My introverted self was screaming. We spent the day prior at Epcot, which is where he almost blew it. Oh my gosh, Stephanie. Thank you so much for sharing this. I I can relate to this story on so many levels. First off, Haunted Mansion, also my favorite ride. Second, that your now fiancé almost (laughs) completely blew this whole surprise. So Clayton has shared our whole proposal story. I think it was on episode four where we talk about the California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. So I definitely go back and listen to that. He mentioned that mentions that whole story in the very beginning. But anyways, there was more to that story up to the lead up where he <laughs> almost blew it several times and kind of did it in a way. That's a story for Clayton to share. So this Oh my gosh, this had me rolling on the floor laughing just how hilarious it is and the fact that your fiancé just completely came up with a new game plan. He had it all figured out and just decided, okay, I need to do this now before I completely ruin it, which is so hilarious. And honestly, it just warms my heart so much that he proposed at Disney because I know how much you love the Disney parks. So sweet. And you have the cutest reel on your Instagram of this whole proposal. I love it so much. Thank you, Stephanie. This next one is from Kat. Oh my goodness. I have so many stories. 
between marching in two Disney parades, which meant being backstage. Nothing super cool backstage, but my band director would warn us, hey, look, don't go snooping around back there. We are going to stay lined up. I don't want none of y'all accidentally seeing Cinderella smoking a cigarette. It was hilarious. But OMG, the parades were awesome. Definite highlight of my marching band career. From taking my kids for the first time, seeing magic through them, and having my daughter love the people mover so much, she made us rope drop it our second day in Magic Kingdom. (laughs) And on that same trip, we went through three pairs of sunglasses, all because of our children. The most magical thing about taking my kids... My son was still one, but my little girl actually turned five at Disney. It was honestly seeing what kinds of things they latched onto. It felt very much like passing the baton of childhood to them, and now getting to see what it was like for my parents to take us when we were little. My daughter leaving saying she wanted to work on It's a Small World when she's older was a highlight. And my son seeing Minnie for the first time and flirting it up was definitely amazing. Oh my goodness, Kat. Thank you so much. (laughs) This this just melted my heart so much. First off, so jealous that you were backstage at Disney and marched in the parades. Oh my goodness. And just hearing about your experience with your kids. Now, I do not have children of my own. But I see how excited my niece gets at just the littlest things. And I can only imagine if I went to Disney with her and seeing the parks through her eyes, I, that, those kinds of things, they, they just get to you. They make the parks so much more magical when you can see it all through the appreciation of your kids and how much they're taking out of it. Because yeah, as an adult... We love it for a lot of different reasons. It's the nostalgia factor. But like you said, passing the baton onto a new generation, there's something really beautiful in that. And your little girl sounds just like me. People mover, best ride. One of the best rides in Magic Kingdom. And (laughs) dreaming of working on It's a Small World, that was always a game. I would play with my siblings. We would always try and dream up which attraction, if we had the choice, which one out of any we would want to work at when we got older. (laughs) I'm going to end this mini-sode on one final story from Amber. She said, I am a former and now rehired cast member. I used to work at a churro cart. I came back because there's no other company that will appreciate you like Disney does. I grew up being a pass holder from age five, and once I turned 18, I knew I wanted to become a cast member. Every corner I turn in Disneyland reminds me of my childhood with my siblings and holds lots of core memories. I feel like quote unquote, Disney adults get a bad rap because most people didn't have the childhood most of us pass holders had. I understand that it was a privilege to be going to Disneyland and to be able to attend Disney meant that you needed money and lots of it. My dad grew up very, very poor and didn't get to go to Disneyland as a child. When he got the chance to buy us passes, I knew he was happy to give his children what he couldn't experience as a child. Disneyland will forever hold a special place in my heart, 
I am now an Attractions cast member, and I find out what ride I'll be working at soon. I worked at the Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta on Pixar Pier back in 2017 to 2019. For those who don't know, that's located in California Adventure Park. And I was occasionally asked to fill in whenever someone called out. Eventually, they just kept placing me there because I knew the whole routine and didn't need much training after the first day. It was an easy job, and I got free churros on every break I took. I also got to attend the going away party after the parks closed for Paradise Pier, and all the cast members got to ride all the attractions and eat free food. I'm just going to pause here really quick. So yes, the Pixar Pier used to be what was known as Paradise Pier, and then they rethemed the whole thing. Okay, back to Amber's story. (laughs) It was sentimental for most of us because that meant we were getting new roles and costumes. When the Incredicoaster opened, all of us got to be the first to ride it too. Saying goodbye to Paradise Pier was a great way to get closure, but Disney thinks of their cast members all the time. They have yoga in front of the castle at 5 a.m. just for fun. They have sports and tournaments for each department to compete for fun, too. It's just a community that enjoys Disney, and I've met some co-workers that I now consider my good friends. You really get to know someone when you're both sleep-deprived after a grad night shift. Oh, man, Amber. (laughs) This... You sending all this to me... I I appreciate it so much. You clearly took so much time, put so much heart into just trying to capture everything that Disney means to you. I related to this so much because Disneyland to me kind of is a parallel to what it means to you. I also grew up going to Disneyland and it was a whole family event really Disneyland. It's not just a theme park to me. It's tied to my family. That's what it makes me think of. And it's just, it's really, it's so beautiful. You just talking about, you know, how much it meant to your dad when he finally could buy all of you passes when he had enough funds to do so. Amber, you absolutely have to let me know once you get your attractions role assigned to you, I want to know where you will be working and hear all about your stories. I already kind of mentioned this with Courtney's story at the beginning, but I absolutely love hearing these cast members' stories. These are the kinds of things, no matter how much research I do for my podcast episodes, These are the kind of stories that I will never be able to unearth on the internet. These are stories that get passed down from experience. And I just love hearing about this, how Disney does all these special events for the cast members. I especially think it's important to be reminded of these beautiful things that the company does for their workers since... You know, a lot of Disney fans are unhappy with the way the company's been going, just, you know, about all the extra perks being taken away. And, you know, there's a lot of budgetary concerns, but it really, it's so refreshing to hear the side of the company and what a positive experience you've had working there and that you've made some great friends along the way, especially now that we are in a very concerning time. There's a lot of hate going on in the world, a lot of sadness. People are struggling. Hearing these kinds of stories about community and people coming together over 
their love of something that's just Disney. It's really beautiful. I've fully felt the support since joining the online Disney community. Like, these are strangers online who are just being so nice. And I've always been so scared to show people who I really am because I'm afraid that they won't like me. And I've kind of come to the point where, you know, not everyone will like you. And that's okay. The people that are there for you, they will love you for everything that you bring to the table. I can't even explain what this experience has already meant to me. The kindness that everyone has shown me. It's, it's, it's really incredible. It's a beautiful thing. And I love that from Amber, <laughs> that you felt this sense of community. I love seeing the interactions on, you know, I'm most active on Instagram. So that's kind of where I'm seeing it. But all of these bonds between people from all over the country, people from outside the US coming together. And it's just, it's kind of remarkable. And it's all because we all have a love for Disney. We don't care about each other's backgrounds, where we've come from. We're just there to support and accept each other for who we are. Thank you again, Amber. <laughs> this clearly got me emotional here. Um, thank you, everybody, so much. And hearing these stories and you, <laughs> you getting personal with me and giving me a window into your life and your experience. It really means so much. I hope everybody enjoyed this. I know this is a new kind of episode for my show, but I really hope to continue this. It means a lot to me to make all of you part of the show too. I've mentioned many times clearly, I am the host. I am the one putting out the podcast. I will be kind of running this whole show. I'll be the one you hear talking all the time, <laughs> chewing your ear off. But I want this to be a place where you feel like you can speak up and feel heard if you never have felt seen before. You are welcome here no matter where you come from. I want this to be a place to bring us all together, not to keep us apart. There's enough going on to <laughs> separate people and there's enough hatred in the world. I don't want this to be a place where that's present whatsoever. I want to welcome everybody with open arms, show each other kindness and respect. On that note, <laughs> just to keep myself from getting even sappier here, please send in your stories. As you can tell from the selection I've read today, literally you could send in a story about anything Disney related that you want. It could be a favorite Disney memory, maybe the reason why you loved Disney in the first place, a specific memory that sits with you, a funny story that maybe happened to you and your family in the parks. If you're, especially if you're a cast member, your experience working for the company, maybe anything you've seen behind the scenes, crazy facts maybe you've learned while working there. I, I want to hear it all. Everything is welcome and honestly, never discount your experiences. I, I know I've done this with other podcasts where the host will say, hey, send your stories. And I immediately think, oh, well, I don't really have anything special to share. Please don't ever think that. Your experiences matter and I would love to share them. And this is just meant to have a good time because everyone listening just loves Disney. We just want to hear all the funny stories, the beautiful moments you've had in the parks 
anything involve Disney Cruise Line. If you've been on one of those, if you've visited an international park, I would love to hear about that since I have never been. I've only been to Disneyland and Disney World. Wink, wink, I hope to visit international parks. So don't let Clay get off the hook on that because he has promised. But yes, please, please, please send any stories you have. Do not hesitate. I love to interact with all of you. Now, ways you can send your stories to me. You can be as thorough or as detailed as you want. You can keep it as short and simple as you want to. I can list your name like I've done here on today's episode, or I can keep it anonymous. Whatever you want, you can just let me know. But if you are not on social media, definitely send me an email to makeitmagicalpod at gmail.com. As always, I have all that listed in the show notes for today's episode. You can always find me on my social media accounts and shoot me a message there. As I've said, I am most active on Instagram, but yeah, definitely DM me on there. You can find me at makeitmagicalpod. I also have a Facebook page, a Twitter account, which I don't, I'm not too active on there, but if that's the only social media you use, you can definitely message me on there as well. Try and reach me. Again, all that info is also listed in the show notes, but please do not hesitate. I would love to keep this going. I just need stories to tell. So once I get enough, I'll release another one of these little mini-sodes and just kind of make it a bonus episode so it will not take place of my regular full-length podcast episodes. It will just be a nice little bonus for all of you listeners. Thank you everybody so much, especially to those that sent me these stories. It really means so much you took the time to write all these out, put so much into them. I can feel the emotion and your passion for Disney coming right through them. Thank you so much, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this first Make It Magical mini-sode. And remember to be kind to each other and let's make it magical. Bye, everybody.